developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. From the moment I took your hand on the steps of the Great Wall of Effort, which we were bound as one. You may dislike me, hate me if you wish, despise me at times. <laughs> But love is immortal. Goes on. I will find Skate and I must kill this curse. Then I will go to Dora. I will discover who killed Ragnar. And we send him on his way to Valhalla. At some point I will see you on the battlefield. I won't hesitate to kill you. Does not mean you do not love me. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So grab an ale, sit back and relax. Let's see how England was born. Welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and this is a momentous occasion, ladies and gents. It momentous. Is? Okay. Mary got it right. She got I did. the whole thing right. She waited for the drop. She got the whole intro. I mean, it's it's a new year. New year, new me. New Mary, man. I can follow instructions this time. <laughs> you know, I gave I gave the kids our, our children a nice pep talk. Today was their oh. their uh, the first day back to school. And I said, okay, guys, here are some goals that I want you to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have positive mindsets. I want to make sure that we're always kind. And let's just do what the teacher asks us to do in the way they want to. Because right now, one of our children likes to say, yeah, I think I can do the math a better way. Which, yeah. let's be real, Common Core, it's a little weird, right? But this one child challenges the system. Oh, yeah. She, she challenges. Oh, oh it, there's just the one. Her. Sure, whatever. Fine. Whatevs. It is what it is. The one ch- That one <laughs> child challenges everything. Not and, just school. But we love her. We love yes. her for it. And yes. we try to encourage it. But, um, you know, so I'm, I'm following, following the rules in this matter. There are times you can break the rules. I mean, let's be real. Uhtred breaks all the rules. But there are moments like now where I know it would make you happy if I actually read the script correctly. Yes, thank so, you so much. Uh, you're welcome. Well, everybody, we want to remind you if you're watching this on Facebook or on YouTube that you could actually find this podcast in your podcatcher of choice. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you are in Apple Podcasts, we would absolutely love it if you left us a review and rating. You could find all of our other podcasts too um, by going to maryandblake.com. We're on social media. If you're not in our Facebook community, just search Mary and Blake there. And we want to thank all of our friends at jointhenerdclan.com 
for making this and all of our podcasts possible. If you're not yet a member there, you are going to want to check it on out as this is listener supported by listeners like you. So join the nerdclan.com. On that note, let's get into the show. Okay, if it's been a little while since you've watched The Last Kingdom, and you know, it's been holiday break for us, so we've taken a little bit of time as well. Here's the scoop! Episode 306. Edward says, Dad, 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 are we going to save Uhtred? Fine, whatever, I'll do it myself. And Alfred's actually really proud of him and says, you didn't listen to instructions. That's what a king does. You're going to be king soon. No kidding, Alfred. Could have seen that one coming. Um... The uh, the bad Weasley guy, uh, what's his name? Knut, Knut Weasley, totally outs Ethelwald. Guess what? He's the one that killed him. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep, he is. And <laughs> Uhtred and Brita take over this episode in the most beautiful way. Yes. Oh, man, so good. So that is the that's to remind you where we all were yes, when we last you. left off. Thank you. All right. Uh, and the details of this episode, you know, a great episode. Uh, a very good episode, episode 306. We are more than halfway done now with uh, season three of The Last Kingdom. The director was John East. If you remember that name, you should, because he has directed episodes 203, 204, and the last episode, 305. And the writer was Sophie Petzl. You may remember remember that name, name as well. name sounds like Petzl. <laughs> You may remember that name as well. I will. Because she wrote the episode 204. So that is that, Mavin, your uh, boring details, as always, the ones that the details that you hate are now done. There you Shoes. go. <laughs> so, what do you have for your, um, what's it called? Shields rating. Shields rating. Thank you so much. I'm giving this episode a 4 9. Wicked high. Really? I loved this episode. Stop it. Really? Yes, I did, Blake. Wow. I am shocked. Good. I am shocked good. and awed good. over this. I loved this episode. Oh, very good. Very good. All right. Uh, for me, I'm giving it a 4-7. It's not that I didn't like it. I actually quite liked it a lot. The stuff with like story kind of annoyed me a little bit. And... Uh, well, you know what? I'll get into it in the in the GBG. What do you have for your good, your bad, and your great, my love? My good is the Brita is a badass. Yeah. Brita's a badass, and I just love me some time with Brita and her taking charge of her destiny. And here we are. We're, <laughs> we're podcasting, you know, in the new year of 2022. And I just feel like, you know, when you can finally take hold of something, mm-hmm. um, way to go. I We've talked about it a little bit, but I had, uh, we went through two miscarriages last year in 2021. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's something that I think had this dark cloud over me for a lot of 2021. And so I, I, really looked forward to the new year and yeah. I felt like okay I do get a fresh start and so when Brita was able to do that I w- I was just cheering her on so way to go Brita um, my bad is Citric Citric yeah. has just been you know aside from getting his cool haircut yep um, he's just been, he's been nothing more than Dane boy that looks like a rat. Yes. And I guess this could be a good thing. Like now he serves a purpose and we, we reckon back to when he did have those conflicted looks on his face with Kjartan being murdered the way that he was. Um, but man, letting them all go and saying, I'm going to be on your side now. It bothers me 
but I also struggle because I kind of get it a little bit, you know, like at what point do you say, sure, I'll just keep blindly following you, but it yeah. just makes me feel yucky. And then my great, you keep wanting to touch something. I was gonna, I, I was gonna hit, I was gonna hit this. Not great, Bob. Okay, yes. There you go. And then my great, you want to know why I love this episode? <laughs> why did you love this episode? There were no hussies. Zero hussies you in know, this episode. You know, Uhtred actually focused on something for once. Well, yes. Hussy, Hussy Ethelfled tried to come over and she was like, oh, do you want to live with me? And he said, nope. <laughs> Laters. Bye. I'm actually going to go talk to people I care about. I got Father Bianca in this episode. Yep, yep, I got Brita in yep. this episode. I got to see Alfred do some cool stuff. We had a fun battle scene. We all knew Uhtred wasn't going to die. Right. You know? So, I mean, the only thing that would have made this a five is if, five is if Leofricht was in it. Right, right. But you All know what, though? my favorite people were in it. You know what? You got some great Finnan in this episode, too. I got too. great Finnan in this great, episode. Great, great motherly, mother hen oh Finnan. Joking and go to bed. You're 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 hangry. <laughs> Stop fighting. And then taking care of the monk guy. I mean, I was... It would have been a five if I yep. had Leah Fritch in it. Yep, fair enough. How uh, about you? For me, the good was the little nod that King Alfred gives to Stiapa when Edward says, Oh, for Wessex! And they do the charge. And um, Whenever you talk about uh, Edward, you have to do it in that voice right oh, now. Oh, from now on, we'll do this! I'm going to be king, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the Claire voice in Outlander. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. Did a far yes. There we go. But it's it's a little bit more like this. A little pubescent boy. <laughs> yes. From now on, that will be the uh the, You mean it's great every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I like that that look that he gives because you know, clearly they need you know, Edward's they need blessing. Uh, I'm sorry, Alfred's. Alfred's blessing to to do what Edward wants. And you just see this look of confirmation on on Alfred's face. It's like, okay, yeah, uh, this is what I wanted. This is this this was the plan. And yeah, okay, go ahead, go. Yeah. Like, this is okay. Uh, he's re- he's gonna think he told you guys what to do. Yeah, but really, it's me. Really, like I, you know, it's fine. Yeah, you know, it's me. Uh, I like that. The bad, and this is what I wanted to say earlier uh, when I was giving my shields rating. But <sighs> is it just me, or is it kind of hard to care about what's going on in the Dane camp at all? Who's Dane camp? Well, like um, Bloodhair and Cannot Weasley and Ethelwald, uh, all of that, like stuff that's happening with them and Heston. You're not supposed to care about those people. Uh, to me, Heston's still eating chicken. All the chicken. I think he eats chicken twice in this episode. At least tw- two or three times he's eating chicken. He needs a chicken farm. And, <laughs> he needs a Popeye's. We and said Ethel that last episode. I mean, I, I don't care about Canut Weasley and I don't care about blood hair, but I do, I am finding it interesting that Heston continues to be the cockroach that yeah. outlives and does all the things he does, mm-hmm. needs the chicken, and Ethelwald being outed. So yes, you may not care about the people, but the fact that Ethelwald was outed about the murder, yeah. I think that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal, but I, I Especially also- Especially because Brita's now tasked with figuring out who it was. Hello! Yeah, that, that information- is ultimately going to come out yes. somehow, some way. So you know that, you know, you know that it's going to, what ultimately will happen, at least if not this season, then definitely next season, <laughs> is is Brita and Uhtred getting after Ethelwald in some capacity. It's like, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Yes. It's just a matter of when. Yes. Uh, but I just find it hard to care about what's going on That's with all okay, these people Blake. because... And, and what I mean about the people is I mean the story of it uh, because there's nobody that is 
It's kind of how I felt about um, Eric and Siegfried for a little while, where you're just like, okay, you're the bad guy number one. But to me, you just got to follow um, Heston. I'm telling you. Heston makes it interesting, although I will say Cannot Weasley makes it a little bit more interesting because he's clearly uh, maneuvering his way for or through and for uh, Brita. And I'm interested to see what happens with he and Brita, if she accepts what he is going to be, you know. Yeah. Want to be my person. Um, But my great, of course, has to be, and it always will be, Uhtred and Brita. Always. The the uh, love is eternal. By the way, that saying is definitely going on a shirt. Love is eternal. It goes on. That is going on a shirt, and I will make that happen today because that is awesome. When I heard that, it like made me tear up a little bit. You've been very emotional. This wicked week. emotional. I was wicked emotional. I, we just saw Spider Man um, No Way Home, and I was cried the entire time. I was a mess that Not whole me, film. Blake. Yeah, me. I did because I'm no a spoilers, and I take it very seriously. Uh, and I was I was a little emotional when that happened when when Uhtred and everybody, and that's why I chose it for our opening scene. Uh, I was a mess, and the one thing that I really loved because all the obvious stuff is there, but the little race up the hill. Uh, when when he asks her to do it and she does, uh, I found that very very uh, character driven. And those two, like that, is natural for those two. Yeah, because they did things. it when they were seven, right? You know, and and when she threatens the guys from Knut Weasley's army and he taps her on the butt with the sword and says, mm-hmm. "Oh, you never change." Those are the little things that you expect from that relationship, yes. and they deliver. Uh, wholeheartedly in this episode because of that everything that went on between the two was earned whether it was that vitriol whether it was the anger whether it was that uh, as Uhtred said like um, how she despises him at some times or even the moments of love and caring and unity those are all uh, earned the emotional math adds up when you when you look at those two so that is my great love it that's that uh anything else uh, that you got for this episode that you think that uh, warrants uh, immediate jump in do you want to jump right into citric do you want to jump in you get you get to choose this I, is a choose your own adventure tonight i want to jump into citric and i want to know what you think about this i know you said it was your bad and you gave a little bit of a reason for it but i want you to delve into it a little bit more why is citric the bad and what, i feel bad for him I feel bad for him. You know, he's just this little orphan boy who's just trying to figure his way out. He he has strong faith, man. He has strong faith about this yeah. um, curse situation. He's been talking about it left and right. He's been without his family, and he just follows Uhtred around all the time. Yes. For Uhtred's hussies. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> let's be real. Um, I mean, yeah, that's what it kind of comes down to. And Infinity even says so in the midst of this heated battle. Mm-hmm. This is what we came here for. Go get her. Yeah. And, you know, Hester obviously clearly rides off with her and, and see you later. But I, I don't know. I just. I just feel bad for him. So I understand. Do you think it's earned? His moment of weakness. Do I think it's earned? Well, he was drunk. That's the other thing is that um, Finnan kept saying, you know, you're drinking too much. You're drunk. Yeah, we haven't so slept. So sometimes people, yeah. I mean, we've all made bad choices when we've been hungry, cranky, because you know Heston took all the chickens. <laughs> hungry, cranky, having a little little too many cocktails. Yes. A little sassanac wasted. You know what that is? Bad mix. 
all of those things. Like, I feel like a lot of people over the holidays, you know, we're stuck with the same people this holiday season, had a little too much eggnog, may have said some things they didn't want to say, may have huffed and puffed and maybe done this. Sure. Just said, you know what? If I see you again, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. (laughs) This is a bad mix being hangry, a little bit of drunk, very tired. This is like when you go to the club and you see that girl that's crying in the corner because of whatever, you know, that's what she was. Uh, Blake, I really don't like that you see a girl crying in the corner since you're the one who cries all the time I in our relationship. I cry so much. I cry so You'd much. You'd be the one crying in the corner if we went to a club. You know, I never used to cry the way that I do. But now, I'm oh, like, I think it's since I had occurrence. kids. Since I had kids, I am just an emotional wreck. All those wreck. hormones. So many hormones. From pregnancy hormones. and birth. <laughs> Oh, thank God, guys. Don't You're going to die in the zombie apocalypse. You're oh, gonna yeah. Just, no. I'm I, done. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm done. You know, I have, I have no, I have no appreciable skills. I have, I, okay, let's move I'm on. loud. I, You're no Finnan. Let's I, just be I, real. I'm, I'm no Finnan. <laughs> you may look like Finnan to me. Yeah. But in all actuality, I'm Citric with no personality. It's fine. No. It's totally fine. No problem. Citric um, just wants to go home. Well, here, here's the thing, though. I, I think I'm going to give it uh, an early uh, Destined to be Theory of the Week here. Uh, actually, yeah. You know what? I'm going to. Definitely. Okay. Here, here comes my, my um, Destined, Destined to be theory. theory of the Week. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe, like like I said for Aldhelm last episode, that there was 0.0 chance he makes it at to the end of this season. It is, there is 0.0 chance that Citric re- is really betraying um, Uhtred. None. I mean, he might wake up the next day and say that was a really bad choice. Nope, nope, no. I mean, yes. I yes. had too many mushrooms. Wait. <laughs> Where's the epicac? <laughs> um <laughs> No, there is 0.0 chance because this kid has given everything to Uhtred. And yes, I understand that there. when you do give everything to somebody, there are – in that extreme way, there are extreme emotions involved uh, with, with that um, – with that giving over, which could then lead to something like this. But to me – the way that the sequence was shot, they kept showing Dagfin, the the guy that was the, like stuck his tongue out. Yeah, stuck his tongue out. Did the whole thing. Uh, he was Heston's, Heston's best number friend. two. Yeah, Heston's bestie. Um, they kept showing him, and it was so obvious that this was all, uh, in, at least in my opinion, manufactured for Dagfin. Like a theatrical performance? Yes. And okay. there, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's done in front of Dagfin and then Citric uh, lets Dagfin loose and goes with him. At some point, I think there will come a time when Uhtred or, or at least Citric comes out and says, ah, we got y'all. <laughs> you know, like it was done for everybody's um Didn't play. he do that but with no. uh, Eric and Siegfried? Siegfried did it. Okay. Uh, uh, did he do that with Eric and Siegfried? No. Oh. Like, no. Uh, he sent Citric over there uh, to talk to Siegfried. Oh, okay. And to give him the message. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's what that was. Um, so that's the that's what I see. I just, I don't see Citric 
betraying Uhtred this way. Okay, and I can so appreciate quickly, that. And, and just so like Neither on can a dime. Finnan. Neither can Finnan, okay? He's sitting there saying, you wouldn't normally be saying this. I know. Sit down. Let's all sit. You know what? Let's sleep on it. It reminds me of Hermione when she's like, Ron, Ron, take off the Horcrux. Yeah. You wouldn't normally be speaking like this. You don't mean that, Ron. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that it is a very Harry and Ron kind of style okay, fight. Okay, I dig uh, it. But in this case, I think it's all manufactured. Okay, regardless. Um, so that's that. What did you make of what's going to happen to the monk? Is he going to be okay? Osforth. Osforth. Osforth's going to be fine. Okay. He's going to live. He's going to. He's going to live. You want to? You want to know why he's going to live? What? Why? I think he's going to live because he finally, I think, earned a little respect. In the eyes of Uhtred and Finnan and all the people that have been Finnan fighting, Finnan loves him. Finnan does. So cute with Osforth. Hey, hey, baby mom. He looks like him, like like a baby brother. I yes. Think. But Osforth finally comes in in, in battles, mm-hmm. and and <laughs> Uhtred even says that, oh yeah, you, you made a lot of people's heads sore. Like mm-hmm. instead of like killing them, you just gave yeah. them a bonk on the head. I I think because of that, he lives. Okay. And. I think there's still some more there for, for Osford okay. to come through. Um, Can we well, talk about the battle? Yeah, absolutely. All what right. did you think about it? Um, I knew Uhtred. Well, the thing is, is I knew Uhtred wasn't going to die. So he could have either been imprisoned or that he was going to be saved by, you know, the army. So I knew that was going to happen. This is the main character. This isn't Game of Thrones. You yeah, know but I this, mean? Wasn't, this wasn't about Uhtred necessarily. This was about Edward. Yeah. And that's why it was effective, in my opinion. But Skade's still gone. She's still with Heston. And she still Awkward. sucks. Yeah, she's... But see, not a lot of time with her. So no hussies in this episode. That's true. Good point. Um, <laughs> but it was a very gross battle. A lot of, a lot of throats being cut. Yeah, it was nasty. A lot it's of, not a, lot a very of blood friendly... flying around. No. Definitely not Mary friendly. But I was very happy that they came in and, and saved the day, of course. Um, and it is interesting that they just didn't kill them all. They did take all these prisoners. Yes, um, why do you think they did that? Why do you think they took the prisoners instead of just offing them? I don't know. That's, do they always kill everybody? No, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think that's Alfred's way. Probably it's, right. It's not the, not the Christian way. No, it isn't Edward's way. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what do you think about Edward and that whole thing with Alfred? How that all went down? I loved down? it. I loved how I he loved it too. was like, father, father, father. And then he finally just did it. So I'm really proud of him. Father. But it makes me think of. We can't do this. We can't just wait to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I loved it. I think it was great. And now, you know, the the juniors, the the daughter, Ethel fled princess yep. ethel fled and prince edward you know they're they're gonna have a better relationship with utrid so i'm excited for this because it's a really toxic weird relationship between him and alfred and i feel a much greater level of respect from the fledlings the funny the, the fledlings good one good one uh the funny thing is i feel kind of bad for edward i feel bad because and, and I, I have experience with this when you're in the shadow of your father and there are all these expectations and you're trying to do the right thing and Edward is becoming the vision of what Alfred wants instead of what Edward wants. Yes. And that's hard. He's even getting a new wife. He's getting a new wife and he's okay with it and he's like I can't like I want to be you know I, I'm going to do everything for you whatever dad you and I'm going to do whatever you want and everything's going to be okay and because you called me that that you said that I earned this like a king and except he did it in a really jerk way 
Oh, like, oh, he went, Al- he did Alfred. one thing and, and, and then said yeah. the other. I don't know. It wasn't a good compliment. That's a very Alfred move for me. Oh, it is. It was a backhanded compliment. Yes. Backhanded. Very entry-level backhanded compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for Edward because Edward thinks he's doing the right thing. And I think he's even convincing himself that he's doing the right thing. Agreed. He, oh, you know what? Here is another uh, Destined to be Theory oh, of the Week. Wow. Things with Edward, if not this season, then next season or the future seasons, things between Edward and Uhtred go very wrong. Now, Edward was the mud baby, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, things go very wrong between them. Because I think Edward will recognize the fact I'm freaking Edward. I, my dad's not because we all know Alfred's going to croak, right? It's going to really happen soon. probably yeah. by the end of this season. Edward's going to realize I don't have to be the guy that my dad wanted me to be. I don't have to do what my dad said. And when that's going to ha- be singing, oh, I just can't wait to be king. No one's saying do this. <laughs> he, yes, he is going to be no a young saying, Simba. Be there. <laughs> no one's saying stop that. Stop that. <laughs> yeah, no, he is the young Simba. He is. And it, without, without the years of learning uh, uh, on how. Not the to, Hakuna Matata Simba. No, young Simba yeah. running around thinking he's awesome. Yes. So I, things are going to be difficult between them. And I don't think that Aylesworth is going to help. Aylesworth? Like Alfred's queen. Wife. Queen yeah, Aylesworth. Queen. Okay. I don't think Aylesworth's going to help this. And the funny thing is, is that Alfred, in his wisdom, recognizes the fact that Edward needs Uhtred. Yes. Needs him. So he talks to Bianca. Yes. And he says, you get to know the secret. You're the secret keeper. <laughs> um. And he, Which, ooh, I feel like Bianca was just sitting there saying, no kidding, your whole family, this whole country needs Uhtred. What are you trying yeah. to tell me? Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. Like, oh, just so you know, we're still going to need Uhtred's help. Everyone knows this secret, but okay, man. Yeah. This is your dying well, wish. The secret, the secret ultimately, I think, is Edward, I'm sorry, Alfred wants Uhtred to remain a, to remain an outlaw. Only and he while has Alfred's to remain, alive. yeah, while Alfred is alive, and then Edward has to make the choice. But then, once Alfred's dead, does Uhtred become unoutlawed? Yes, because it will then be up to Edward, okay. and Alfred is relying on Bianca to counsel Edward to move in that direction. Okay, that to me is the secret, as okay. opposed to Edward needing Uhtred. Okay, that whole thing. Uh, but I, I don't see this thing between. Uhtred and Edward going well. And well, especially once he starts to bang his sister. Yeah, it's probably not gonna help matters either. No. Um <laughs> uh another thing too is I mean, let's just all look at the elephant in the room here. Let's all just acknowledge Which it. elephant? The elephant is this. Edward is alive because Uhtred sacrificed his well, I mean, unknowingly sacrificed his baby. Mud baby. The mud uh, the other mud baby, yeah, the Edward. Mud baby. Um and there's even a, a, a an indirect reference to it when Uhtred says to Alfred, you know, if Edward was my son, uh, you know, I would, you know, I'd be proud of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's there for a very specific reason. Yeah. Because Uhtred very well knows that his son died to save, at least in his eyes, and, to save Edward. And just the age, you know, you think about it. That is how old 
um, Uhtred's son is supposed to be. You Exa- know, right? Exactly. Like even like what I was just saying about how we've had these miscarriages this year. Like, there's a couple of friends who've had babies around the time that our first lost baby was supposed to happen. It's like, oh, that's what our baby would have been doing right now. Like whenever you lose. A child, yep. you know, the comparable children, You that's what you do. You think in your head, like, okay, if that was my son, that's how old he would be. Yes. And I would have been proud of that choice. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so this episode, I think, is full, is full of uh, tension and um, high emotion. Lots of uh, sticking butt references. So many, so many so happy that came butt back. references. I know, that is great. Uh, and that actually is a great kind of lead into what I wanted to say, which is there are many uh, aspects of uh, humor and anger and just heightened emotions. It's a very well-balanced episode. So but, it's a 4.9. Uh, the thing about it, though, is that in addition to all that, we have this uh, influence of um, mysticism and magic and curses, curses and – in, you know, the show, I think, is in a roundabout way coming back again to to once again um, give validation to Skade's powers mm-hmm. through other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the best choice. Well, yeah, I mean, we've seen Story and Brita since season one. Yes. And we've known that Brita has had some kind of power and we've known that Story may have some kind of power. And he, of course, put that curse on her in season one. So to see other people have magic, you know. Yeah. Um, it does. It brings validity that Skade's magic can also be real. And I, I like that. And I like that we're learning more about the mythology of how these curses work. Sure. Um. Uh, all right, so story is back. Well, at least a little bit, uh, and and he lives in like a Star Wars cave with uh, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi drinking blue milk. <laughs> and I love his little, you know, he he store, stores all of his stuff, and his his door is pretty obvious. I mean, if anyone came walking by, they'd say somebody lives in that cave. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> he just puts all of his silver in there and stuff. I mean, maybe because he's witchy, people might be scared and they might not come in. But I just didn't find that to be a very secure household. Not a secure household. And I'm not surprised. I loved the exit routes, though. I was just going to say, not surprised there's an exit route. Yes. Not surprised that he tried to use it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learn what story finally whispered. Well, we finally learn, rather, what he whispered to Brita in season one, which yes. is that she would be barren for mm-hmm. the rest of her life. Uh, and we also I'm wondering, learned, though, if she's now not going to be barren because she killed him. Well, that's the thing. We also learned that Brita knew how to kill a curse. And mm-hmm. she knew how to kill the curse even when Uhtred showed up with Skade mm-hmm. to, um, to, to Ragnar's place. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do it because she wanted Utra to suffer. Yes. Like she was willing to help him out a little bit, mm-hmm. but she wanted him to suffer. Suffer and also see how long is he going to be here for? Is this guy going to actually be true to his word this time? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't blame her. Why do you think she didn't like seek out story to begin with? If she knew how to kill the curse, Brita feels to me like the person that would be like, nah, would, would I'm going to go get this guy. I know where we're, we'll find him. We'll find him. I think she had other things to do. Yeah. And I think she was really embarrassed. You know, Uhtred knew and and she lost one with Uhtred. I think if anybody, she could have asked Ragnar, but 
she might have been embarrassed. Maybe she didn't want to admit it. Uh, that's fair. And I, I, I vaguely remember her saying something along the lines you of... You can't talk about it, maybe? Like, she didn't do it because she's a warrior first, or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Yeah. Um, I vaguely remember that. And that, to me, is very is a very writerly reason uh, for her not doing it. Like, that is a a tool that a writer would use to legitimize her not seeking out uh, this curse kill. Okay. Um, Agreed. Little convenient. Yeah, it's a little convenient, but I'm willing to buy it because I, I would buy that Brita would take something like that to the level mm-hmm. that it would need to go in order to validate that. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Okay, so rewind. The whole point of story was let's figure out how to get Ragnar to Valhalla, Valhalla. from Evelheim. Yes. I, I understand that Brita has to kill the murderer. She has to kill Ethelwald. I didn't understand the part where they need Tura. Okay, so in order... Right, first, let's let's go over this real quick. Okay. Number one. Um, Ragnar's in Needleheim, which is Dane hell, because yeah. he doesn't have a sword in his hand when he died. Correct. Okay. So then Brita comes and she says, we need to get... Ragnar out and she and Uhtred decide okay we're going to do this together and Uhtred says I'm not going to leave your side until we figure this out love it Um, then they meet up with Story she um, she gets the information that she needs and then she kills Story and she does it without uh, getting any blood or breaking the skin yes she strangles him to death she knows that's how you kill the curse yes which makes me wonder how they're going to kill Skade. Poison. Ah, that's a good one. That's what I think. I don't think Uhtred could like strangle her. I don't think she's going. I don't think he's going to straight up strangle her. Yeah. It would be no. I don't think they would do that because because story that's was already strangled. Uhtred thing to do. Uh, but not, I don't woman. think poison is either. Brita will put it, and Uhtred will hand it, and he won't know that he accidentally killed her. Oh, that's a good one. Kind of like Dobby in the sock. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I like it. You're a wizard, Harry. Um, let's see. Okay, so you were So talking. we have that. Um, and then the idea is you have to get, you have to kill the guy that killed Ragnar or kill the person who killed Ragnar. You have to kill Ethelwald. Ethelwald with a, a, um, a, a, a sword or whatever dipped in the blood of the person that it has to leave Nivelheim. Right, okay. so they need. Tura. Do they? Do, oh, so do they? They don't need Ragnar's sword, or do they need Ragnar's sword? I don't think they need the sword. Okay, I think they just they need have to dig that whole thing up. Right, I, I think they just need a sword. With, a sword with his blood on it. Tora's obviously blood. he's dead, so they can't get his blood. I mean, they could. Uh, well, how long has he been dead for? That's there's question. still blood in him, uh, just dry. But he's also buried, and I'm sure that they don't want to exhume his body Agreed. for that reason. By the way. The scene of Uhtred burying Thor's hammer. Oh, my God. Oh. More tears from Blake. So many tears. He's, he's crying and he's digging the thing with his hands. And oh, I, I'm sitting there watching. I didn't tell this to you, but I'm watching this. And, I, and all I want to do is just give my son a, a necklace of Thor's hammer now. I believe it. Uh, like, it, that was... Oh, so many tears. Um, so... It has to be dipped in the blood, which is why they need Tura, because Tura is Ragnar's blood sister, okay? 
See what I'm saying? I know. It's just so gross. How are they going to go up to her and be like, by the way, can we take some of your blood? Yeah, you just cut her hand a little. Yeah, and like put it in a little vial. And how do you carry it? How does it not dry out? Do you have really good stoppers? I mean, what? how is this sanitary? (laughs) Well, they got stoppers for the ale. I'm sure they got stoppers for little vials. Why not? I'm sure they got some cork laying around somewhere. So grossed out. (laughs) So that is the goal uh, that that they're going to get to eventually. They're going to find out, which to me screams that Tora does not make it through this season. Oh, I see it as Tora finally has a use and she goes crazy again and she helps kill him. Oh, I like that idea too. I can do something finally. Yay! I'm going to tap into my crazy dog woman. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, that that's the idea behind them. and That will break Bianca when she dies. So let's let her stay alive a little bit and she can just yeah. be a little witchy. I don't want her to die because I love Bianca so much. I just want... I want crazy dog girl back. <laughs> just for at least for a little bit. Yeah. That'd be good. And it would be poetic in that if she kills, if she kills Ethelwald, yeah. it'll be poetic in a way that... She doesn't need to kill him, but she needs to be part of the process. Well, I like the, fa- I like the idea that she kills him and she does it the same way that Ragnar killed Kiartan. Just crazy stabbing... It would about. be poetic. It would Agreed. rhyme with with Ragnar, and I I would like that. Just Bianca can't watch that. He won't be able to unsee that. No, he won't. And <sighs> I I'm worried about I'm worried about Bianca this season, and I'm worried about. He's um, just too happy. He thinks things are going fine. Too many things are going right, yeah. and you know he's joking about Uhtred, saying, "Oh, I could dip him in the waters a thousand times, yeah. and he still wouldn't find God." And you know Bianca. the whole thing. Um, it's some it's something's just too many things going right for him. Agreed. And uh, I think there's just too many narrative pieces that need to be wrapped up uh, or at least carried. And they're going to have to purge here a little bit, I think. And I think that's what's going to happen by the end of the season. That's my guess. Uh, And Sorry, go ahead. No. So are we done with them? Are we done with Brita? Are we done with curses? Um, Now that I understand it. I would say the stuff with Brita is probably some of the best stuff this season. Would you agree? Yes. I would, I, I would. Which is why I gave it a 4.9. And I love her hair. Oh, it's kind of oh, like the, the witch from Narnia as her crown starts to melt. Yes. I look really at you. love it. Oh my goodness. Nerd! Um, I like that there is a recognition from the writers about Brita and Uhtred, the relationship that they have uh, from, the first season that there is this connection that he, that, you know, he does say, Oh, I love you. I mean, not like a wife, not, not anymore. But, yeah. But he also talks about Giesel a lot. So you get right. that understanding yes. that I'm not ready to move on to my next hussy. Yes. Uh, and that's a great admission too, right? Hey, he has matured a bit. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I think he's showing, showing some maturity. Yeah. Like he doesn't even try. Doesn't, there's nothing there. It just, I think about Gisela. Every time I wake up and every time I go to bed, that's a great admission. That's a small but important admission. Agreed. Uh, and there's also an admission that they recognize that they are going to be there with each other, uh, both Brita and Uhtred, that she is everything to him. Mm-hmm. He is everything to her. They share their own madness, that all of it. Uh, yeah, I'm in, man. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in on this little side quest, if you will, of them trying to get Ragnar and Evelheim in, in into Valhalla. Mm-hmm. I'm in on it. And, and if, if I have to 
grit my teeth through the stuff with story, uh, then I will. Then I will because but story's dead now. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just if I had to grit my teeth through it, then okay, fine. That's what we'll do, and okay. we've that will give me the chance to earn the Brita Utrecht thing. Yes. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about in this? No, episode? I really enjoyed it. Um, there are two things that I wanted to to point out. There are two very. Oh, we spe- did have to talk about what? Just the outing of Ethelwald. Yes. What did you think about that? Knut oh, Weasley, maybe the worst Weasley ever. <laughs> he just He's worse than Percy. He just. I don't know if that was planned or if he just did it because he just thought, whatever, I can't go wrong. Yeah. I loved watching Bloodhair's face. Oh yeah. And and like this guy really killed Ragnar. This fool did mm-hmm. that, like. And then Hector eating his chicken, Heston, Heston whatever. <laughs> Hector, Heston eating his chicken, just like laughing. Right. You know, this is great. <laughs> Get out of here. Um. And then they send him back. Does Ethelwald? he Ethelwald? Do you think Ethelwald actually does go back? He's not gonna have a choice. He's got to know though that even if he does do whatever they want him to do. They're still going to treat him like a bag of... I know. I do. You know, yeah. Like a I bag do, of crap. I do love Ethelwald's teal outfit, though. He's keeping it really nice. He's a little manservant. Yeah. Oh, yes. He must wash that teal outfit every day. It's gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. Um, yeah. No, Ethelwald, I don't know how he's made it this far, but he is going to continue to make it a little further. And there's a great moment, too, where when his little servant... Is it Offa? I think it's Offa says to him, oh, Lord. And he says, yes, thank you for reminding me that I am a Lord. Mm-hmm. You forget that Ethelwald did have an entire life and he did throw that entire life away for drinking and whoring and all the stuff. You know, I think they will let him in because they just let in all of those prisoners that are the Danes. So I think Alfred just doesn't want to kill anybody that much right now. If he didn't kill those people, maybe Alfred is just saying... You know, whatevs, man. Yeah, I, I I think you're probably right. I think there's also a level, too, of like, okay, even if Alfred knew it was the right thing to do to kill Ethelwald, that's still his brother's son. Like, still his nephew, right? Like, that's still a, a thing. Like, he didn't kill he didn't kill him when he probably should have because that was his nephew. Yeah. Right? So... And story-wise, we have to let him live. Yeah, I would say for a little got, longer. I would say that he's got a little bit of plot armor yeah. going on right now. You know, as does Finnan. Yes. And do you think Citric has plot armor? No, and I don't think Finnan does. You don't think so? No, I think the only people who get to definitely stay alive right now are Uhtred and Ethelwald and Edward. Everyone else can die. I would say Edward has plot armor, Uhtred, and I would say Ethelfled has plot armor. Yeah, Ethelfled too. Um, Not that they can't die ever, but I'm just saying within this season, I don't. Yeah, see no, them. They, you know they're they're protected, and that and that's the whole like when you have plot armor, that means the plot of the story, yes. that in which you're taking part is protecting you. It, the story can't move forward if you're not. By the way, in it. watching this show during a pandemic has been kind of weird because like nobody's died from random sickness aside from Edward almost dying. Yeah, good point. I like that. You know? Poor little baby Edward coughing so much. What vitamins do these people take? <laughs> so much vitamin C. Yeah. Oh, my God. This orange juice just flying around everywhere. That ain't ill. That's orange yeah. juice. That's, that's emergency packets. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Uh, so two things that I do really want to pick out here. Um, during their argument, Uhtred calls uh, Citric, Citric Kjartansson, oh. uh, which is a reference to the fact that he is the it's bastard son of Kjartansson. Yeah, it is kind of like calling him a mudblood. And like that is just digging that needle right mm-hmm. in there. And that once again to me is I understand the, the extreme levels of emotion that's happening here. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, is a little too theatric for Uhtred, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, and because of that, I don't believe any of this. Okay. Uh, that's one of the reasons. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, calling him Kjartansson is probably not great, Bob. Uh, and that is a very public dissing uh, of Citric. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just take that for what it is. Okay. Uh, also... The fact that Uhtred told Ethelfled when they were speaking that it mm-hmm. was his choice to go save her, yet at the same time, he tells Brita that it was his fate to save Ethelfled. Those are two very different things. Hmm. You know, and we just actually just got done w- watching The Matrix Resurrections. And part of that film is, okay, what is choice and what is prescribed mm-hmm. and how... How how do you reconcile that? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a huge part of that film. And I, I saw a, a parallel here because what is Uhtred trying to say to both? Is he just trying to placate both? Is it something that he really believes? And if he does believe it, how is he reconciling his choice to save Ethelfled with the fate of saving Ethelfled? You just got deep, man. Yeah, that's what I tend to do. I know. I tend to do that. I just kind of spaced out. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I know I hear you. I, I find that um, a very detailed writing mm-hmm. for that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things that if you don't pay attention, it, it's just going to go right over your head. Yeah, like it did mine. Uh, and, and that's okay. <laughs> like those are little things yes. that you see yes. that are textured for a character if you're, if you're really watching it with intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is that. Uh, nothing else? Nope. Okay. Fair enough. We don't have any listener feedback for this particular That's okay. episode. That's okay. So if you do want to get to us, please comment at jointhenerdclan.com, uh, where most of our uh, comments do come from. Although you can email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. And since I already gave you two Destined to be Theories of the Week, which would have been brought to you by the Mary and Blake store, go to the maryandblakestore.com to get all of the great stuff that we have going on there, including the newly minted Love is Eternal, It Goes On shirt. Um, go to the maryandblakestore.com where you'll be able to get that. You ready to close this bad boy out, Marvin? Sure am. Let's do it. We want to thank you all so incredibly much for taking the time to hang out with us. Remember, if you have not yet written us a review in Apple Podcasts, you can head on over there. Not just the stars, but also write us a little something. It means a lot to us, and it helps other Last Kingdom friends find the podcast. Blake and I are going to have a very, very, very full schedule of podcasting (laughs) over the next Four months. Yes. So if you watch the show, This Is Us, we do a podcast called This Is Us 2. That's starting back that up starts. on Wednesday. Yep. And then <laughs> we also still have the Potterverse where we're tackling the Goblet of Fire. And then Outlander starts back up in early March. So we'll be tackling Outlander cast again. And Bridgerton 
comes out um, in late March. Yes. So we got a lot. Of, and who knows when the crown comes out? Like we got that going on. Yeah. So we're going to be really busy and podcasting a lot. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on our social media channels. And if you are a fan of any of those shows, we would love for you to check out the other podcasts. I want to read the, one of the latest reviews that we have on Apple Podcasts just mm-hmm. because you know what? It's good to hear them and it's good to just recognize the people that do send uh, them to us. This one comes from Poised Pink. It's a, I would imagine that it's a she. She says, love, love, love. This is the perfect companion for watching The Last Kingdom. The plot and characters on the show can be confusing at first. So having Mary, Mary and Blake to discuss, in quotes, the show with them uh, makes it that much more entertaining. I love all of Mary and Blake's uh, hilarious commentary, banter, and explanations. Thank you. Thank you, Poised Pink. I really appreciate yes. that. Uh, so, yeah, please go to uh, all the social channels where we are. Mary and Blake, you'll be able to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, all of it. And you'll be able to keep up with all of the things that we'll be podcasting about each and pretty much every day almost what, I feel, what it's going to feel like yes. uh, over the next few months. Uh, so whether it is all the shows that Mary had mentioned uh, or even just keeping up with uh, our knee-jerk reactions to movies that we've watched recently at jointhenerdclan.com. We will be having one that we just watched for Spider-Man No Way Home, as we mentioned. Uh, and I will do one for The Matrix Resurrections as well you'll only be able to get those at jointhenerdclan.com all right well on that note my name is mary my name is blake destiny is all if you own a vehicle with less than two hundred thousand miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all listen up CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.